For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today are Gary Woodard and Mike Crimmins, who run the Citizen Science Project, RainLog. Mike is a professor in the Department of Environmental Science. And Gary is retired from the University of Arizona, where he was associated with the Department of Hydrology. Mike, could you briefly explain what RainLog is? Sure. Uh, RainLog is, as you noted, a citizen science program here that was uh, started back in 2005. And, and Gary can give a little more detailed history of the program. Um, but it's just a backyard citizen science program where people can collect rainfall observations and post them on an interactive map. Gary, you're the one who started the project. How did that happen? Well, there was a, an NSF-funded science center back then, and one of the areas where research was being conducted was the upper San Pedro River, you know, around Sierra Vista. And there, there just weren't enough rain gauges to understand what was going on during the monsoons. You know, they're so hit and miss. So they wanted about a dozen volunteers to report rainfall from their backyard gauges. And we, we developed a, a relatively simple app to help them do that. And so we, we sought some support. We got a lot of support initially from places like the Bureau of Reclamation, the State Department of Water Resources, and we've had long-term support from the Salt River Project, and we built it into this, this broader thing. Mike, how many rain loggers do you have? It has varied over the years. We have uh, over 4,000 registered gauges in the database right now, and most of those are in Arizona. We have people can actually create an account anywhere in the Northern Hemisphere, but most of our rain loggers are here in Arizona. The majority of them are in the Tucson area. Gary, how good is the data? Can you tell if someone has a rain gauge that consistently records more or less than others nearby? Yeah, we can. But, you know, that was a big issue. Anytime you got volunteers, do you trust the data? So I, I had a graduate student. That was part of her thesis uh, to analyze it. And I, I, I discovered a couple of interesting things. One is that the official gauges aren't perfect either. Um, but the other thing we discovered is we often have clusters of, of rain gauges, like two neighbors or somebody across the street. And if you get the same or essentially the same readers from two of our volunteers that are located nearby, you know, you, you can bank on it. It's dead on. When I look at rain log maps on a monsoon day, I'm often struck by how variable the, the amounts are for places just a few miles or even a few blocks apart. Mike, are there some areas of Tucson that always get more or less rain than others, or is it just a random cloud dumping here and there? You can't really answer that question with just the, the official observer network, which at its, at its basic is actually airports across the country. And then we have cooperative observers filling it in. But the rain log network gives us the ability to kind of poke at that question a little bit more. The short answer is over time, on average, elevation becomes the biggest determinant of average precipitation. But in any given storm, as you know, you can have very isolated heavy amounts that would be undetected if we didn't have uh, rain loggers being able to cluster together, as, as Gary noted, and being able to pick up a three-inch rainfall in one neighborhood and then a half an inch in another just a mile away. Gary, what are some of the things that you've learned from the rain log data? I guess one of the things that struck me is how many different individuals and groups use the data for very different things. You know, I remember one day getting a call from an attorney who was trying to make the case that an accident on the northwest side was caused by the fact that it was raining very heavily, but there was no rain at the airport that day. And I had to provide a deposition, you know, using rainfall data. Said, yes, in fact, it, 
it was raining heavily there that day. Different researchers use it for, for all sorts of things. Um, I wasn't anticipating the variety of uses at the beginning. Mike, uh, have you seen things in the data that have changed the way that you think about the world? I think when you look at historical records of summertime precipitation variability using just, just the airports, you get a really incomplete picture of what's actually going on. And so Gary and I have a paper in review right now where we really looked at closely at the, the Tucson basin using the rain log data and was just blown away by the uh, variability across the city that wasn't reflected by that single official observation. Well, thank you to both of you for joining us. Um, how does somebody get involved with RainLog? Michael, I'll ask you. Really simple, uh, rainlog.org, and you uh, create an account there. You drop a pin on a map uh, or enter your address, and uh, your account is set up. Well, thanks for coming in. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org. <laughs>